Jazzcast Pros. We ended up going to Ambiance Mall, and it's like the largest mall in Asia. So this mall is massive, four floors, incredibly huge. My anxiety level was on 50 billion gajillion. But here's the thing. Hey, Front Seat Lifers, welcome to Healthy Illness Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Marie. Healthy Illness is the podcast helping you to build healthier relationships while living with mental health conditions. Like, subscribe, share all the things. Listen, this episode today is all about my trip to India and my first experience with an Indian wedding and all of the highs and lows, ups and downs, what I expected versus what I got on my trip to India. So stay tuned. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you have been listening to the last couple of episodes, you'll know that I have traveled to India and am back again. You know, life just happens the way it happens and unfolds the way it unfolds. This season is all about mindfulness and being, living, breathing in the present moment. And so being in India, first of all, I when given the opportunity, was like, yes. My girlfriend, um, Annette, big shout out to Annette, was the wedding guest of Yanel and Appy. Congratulations on your wedding, guys. And she brought me along as her plus one. So I'm down. Yes, I will go to India and live my best life with you. I am here for it. And so I'm thinking, you know, I'm on this mindfulness journey. Is this going to be a, you know, mindfulness experience? Like I am in the Mecca of mindfulness. There are a couple things that I expected and some did live up to my expectations, but most of the things that I thought were going to happen really did not. A spoiler alert there. So we have known for months that we're going to India and I have made my lists, right? I did my justification of do I travel with a friend? Do I not travel with a friend? You know, I only really travel with one person. We we get along well and travel. And so I was a little concerned. I see all these reels about girls trips and what girls trips are like and friendships ending. So I had a lot of considerations to consider when determining if I wanted to go on this trip. But t- to be honest, I made the decision like in the blink of an eye. And that was like, do you want to go to India? Yes, I do. And from there, I had to then implement all of the steps and tools and lists to figure out how I was actually going to do this. Like, would I actually be able to, after I've said yes, go on this trip? 
not for money. I mean, you know, being able to pay for the flight, save up, like that wasn't the issue. It was really, can I, a person who, I mean, I know myself, right? I know that I need a certain experience or a certain environment. I won't say a certain experience, but I need to to feel safe mentally. So not, again, in the same way that most people probably gauge safety, but I need to ensure that I have space to be alone, to pull apart, to be able to do deep breathing. Well, you can breathe anywhere, but I I know that I need space apart. I need time to decompress. I need time to de-stress. I do need alone time. And to be gone for more than a week, I was not sure how that was going to roll out. And so in addition to handling those pieces of just traveling with somebody, I'm going to a place I've never been before. Now, I've been to, uh, where have I been? I've been to Senegal in West Africa. I've been to South Africa in Jamaica. I've been to the Bahamas, Mexico. There is actually a podcast on my travels to Mexico. I think I've done a couple on my travels to Jamaica and what that's like. And so I've, I've traveled places, I've been through immigration and customs. Like I've, I've done all that stuff. So that wasn't an issue for me being in a foreign country where English is spoken, but there are other languages happening around me. It was not foreign to me being in a place that has both, you know, wealth and poverty was not foreign to me, right? Like I've, I've been in those spaces and places. My biggest issue again was like my mental health. How do I ensure that I leave and return with my mind intact? And what do I need to do to do the best that I can in order to make that happen? So one of the things I did was I really thought about like what is my what is my expectation for this trip? What am I expecting when I go to India and am I okay with those expectations? Like what is life like going to be like for me for this week? So if you remember the episode on traveling internationally for the first time by myself, that was a trip to Mexico. I chose a resort because everything was all inclusive, you know, the food, drinks, stuff to do, like everything was all in that one space. And so I didn't have to go anywhere to be able to have fun. And so this trip was going to be different. I was going for a wedding. Uh, The wedding was on the premises of the resort. I was with a, a group of people. So there are about 10 of us. Big shout out to the American crew, Ella and S. Alex, Sean, and Zio, and the brother with the mostest, Sorum. I had such a great time with everybody. So we had a WhatsApp group ahead of time, and Oppie and Yanel broke some things down for us, like what to expect, how much cash to bring, what events you know would be happening, what the wedding events would look like, kind of what clothing to prepare for. We went to two kind of like sightseeing trips. We went to the Taj Mahal, which was about four, four and a half hours away from uh, where we were staying in Gurgaon, which is outside of Delhi. And we went to Katab Minor Complex, where we got to experience up close and personal the fort and space in the complex and all those photos, I promise I'm going to upload them. They're going to be on Instagram. Go over and by the time this comes out. So if you're listening to me now, the photos are up on Instagram. Uh, I've got photos of Taj Mahal 
And that experience, incredibly epic. Yeah, photos of Kitab Minor, totally incredible. And I can't say enough about being immersed in, yes, they were both tourist sites, but to be on the physical space, on the land, within a building that is hundreds of years old, almost a thousand years old for the fort, like it, that was really just moving, right? To, to know that I walked in the same spaces and places that every day folks walked. And like the royalty piece doesn't move me as much. That did not move me as much as knowing that there were everyday people just out here living and doing the best they can to 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 live, right? To be, to to grow, to have a family, you know, that I was in those same spaces and places as they were. My expectation of what I was okay with experiencing was a part of my health and wellness. Like it was a part of the list making. I wanted to make sure that when I got there, I would be able to do the things. I would be able to show up. I would be able to enjoy the two locations that we went to, um, that I would be able to participate in the wedding in whatever way I needed to. And so I considered that and what my expectation of the trip would be like. And so India, if you don't know, is the most populated country. It has surpassed China. So my expectation was that there would be so many people. It would just like be people on top of people because it's the, the most populated country in the world. Also, because we weren't in like the countryside, we were in a city, I was expecting just people everywhere. Another expectation, I was expecting wild traffic. You know, in the U.S., we have very low-key, like if you've driven in a major city, like a lot of folks here are like, oh, I, I could never drive in New York or I could never drive in Atlanta. I could never drive in L.A. Like those places don't bother me. I love traffic. I love going all in. Let's drive. Let's make it happen. Make it do what it do. And so I was ready for traffic in India, right? Like I was ready for it to be wild, for it to be, you know, like cows in the street, craziness. Like I was, I was just ready for it. And so that was one of my expectations. I was definitely expecting like this eat, pray, love experience. I Now, first of all, let me say I never saw the movie, but I did have this misconception about what India would be like by way of like the spiritual experience, right? Like here I am studying mindfulness, practicing mindfulness, um, you know, do my meditations and breathing and reading and studying and being non, you know, judgmental and, you know, all of, all of these things. And I'm, I'm expecting that type of vibe in my travels. And then the last part, um, I'll give you, I'll give you two more things I expected. So I expected the temperature. I've been checking the temperature for two weeks beforehand to make sure I packed the right clothes. And it was supposed to be like 66 degrees every single day. So for me, I don't, I don't, not that I don't do well in heat, but I don't get cold quickly. And so I know 66 degrees is like almost summer weather, almost summer weather. And I can pack my lighter clothes. So 
those are my expectations. I expected traffic to be wild. I expected to be people on top of people. I expected at the same time to have this like eat, love, pray, eat, pray, love experience of mindfulness and like wellness and relaxation. And I expected the weather to be beautiful, 66 degrees and sunny every single day. So let me tell you what I got. It was cold. So what I did learn was that 60 degrees in uh, the Northeast U.S. is not the same as 60 degrees in the part of India that we were in. It was more like cool. I was cold. I packed t-shirts and lighter clothes because, again, I get hot quickly. And so I wanted to stay cool, but it was cold. And a lot of folks had on like bubble coats, like they had on a winter gear. And, you know, here I am with my, you know, like be the light, <laughs> love winds, jean jacket. And I had on my heavy um, gray J. Crew sweater. So that really kept me warm. You know, some of the wedding events were outside. So we all had on like our, our coats and stuff while we were outside, but it was cold. Just, it is what it is. We can't control the weather. So, Traffic in India, again, I was expecting this like chaotic, like New York Times 42 experience. And it wasn't that at all. It was the most beautiful orchestra of cars and rickshaws and two wheelers. Totally unexpected. The way the traffic just flowed together was incredible. Traffic did not go fast. Probably about 30, 40 miles an hour tops. There's just this expectation that the car will be where it's supposed to be. I don't know another way to say it, but there were no accidents. I mean, I'm sure there's accidents there, right? But I didn't see any. There were some near misses that I my eyes were wide open like, oh, this is not going to be, is this going to happen? This, oh, they're going to. And then somehow the two cars just kind of, it wasn't like a chicken situation, but the cars just end up flowing together like one stops just enough and you don't even realize the car is stopping like one car stops just enough the other one speeds up just enough so that they merge together perfectly there are no lines i mean there are lines in the street but don't nobody pay attention to the lines which i thought was interesting a lot of horn blowing but it was like kind horn blowing like you know, are you blowing the horn to let people know that they can go? Are you blowing the horn to let people know you're on the side? Like, I, I, I wasn't able to quite figure out the horn blowing, but a lot of horns. But it it worked. It flowed. Listen, on the way back home, so we're heading out to the airport early in the morning. It's still dark outside. We're on this highway. Now, the highway is just one direction. I don't know where the other direction, I don't know how you get out of, you know, like back into the city in the area that we were in, but the the highway we were on, there was no highway going in the other direction on the other side of us. So we're headed, you know, towards the, the airport, airport we flew out in and out of was the Delhi airport. So we're heading to the airport and we start seeing the lights, like traffic is backed up. I see a couple of white lights. And I'm like, why are there white lights coming? Like, wh- why do I see white lights? Because that means the car is, you know, like going in reverse. Come to find out, no, there's cars coming towards us. Just a couple. And I'm like, oh, ugh, of course, there's a car going in the wrong direction. Right? 
Then the driver says, hey, do you mind if I take another route? So we like look at each other and like, I don't know, like, can you take another route? Uh, okay. So I pull out my phone and MapQuest to MapQuest. Ooh, I just showed my age right there. Pull out my phone and put in the airport just to be able to track the direction that we're going in and make sure we're headed in the right direction. The driver, I'm thinking it's going to take the next exit and, you know, do some side streets or something. I don't know. No. Your man pops a Yui in the middle of this, like, five or six lane highway, turns around and starts driving in the opposite direction. Yes, we are heading into traffic on this highway to eventually get off of the highway on what would have been an, an on-ramp just to be able to take the streets to go someplace else. When I tell you I was here for it, I absolutely loved it. I'm like, this is not happening right now is the conversation that I'm having with myself, but I'm enjoying it. And my girlfriend, Annette, is also saying the same thing to herself. Like, this is not happening right now. But she's like clenching the side of the car like, oh, my God, this is not happening right now. And I'm more like, oh, my God, this is not happening right now. So very different responses to the same event. but. Indian traffic was incredible. I loved it. The other piece. So eat, pray, love, right? Like I'm thinking, you know, people meditating in the streets, at least like on the corners or like off to the side somewhere. Like I, you know, be able to pick up on some meditative vibes or whatever. And it, it, it dude, it wasn't that way at all. It was just people being people walking to and fro, hopping in rickshaws or on a two-wheeler. By two-wheeler, I mean a, like a motorcycle, motored bike. So yeah, definitely not an eat, pray, love experience. Although everybody was really chill, right? There wasn't any like going off or yelling or anything like that. I mean, although nothing really happened for that to happen either. Like, I mean, when I traveled to New York, people don't be just cussing at folks in the middle of the street. Well, that's not true. That has happened. But generally speaking, my trips, whenever I go places are peaceful. So it's not like there was a reason for an interaction like that to occur. So not really eat, pray, love-ish. I mean, more like, hey, what's up? Here we are. And the final piece, people on top of people on top of people. Again, India is the most populated country in the world. It has surpassed China. India has not gained any territory or space, right? Like it, the country is the same size that it was. And so all I can say is in the area that we stayed outside of Delhi, it was not like an overpopulated experience. Were there a lot of people? Yes, but definitely fewer people than I really expected to see. I really expected the streets to be crowded and, you know, lots of people walking and, and that kind of stuff. And that was not my experience. Again, not to say it doesn't happen. India is a huge country. It's like someone coming to the U.S. saying, you know, I, I went to the United States and I went to Montana. Okay, well, that's one place out of so many that you can go. Don't base your entire experience or your entire perception of the United States on, right, the state of Montana. So similarly, right, like I'm not going to base all of a country off of my, my limited experience in a city. So Gurgaon is only about 20 years old. It was created as a hub for countries for you know corporations to come in and invest and do business in India and so it it is meant to be you know more of a western feeling place 
and so because of that, I think there are the the town itself, which was farmland prior to them building Gurgaon, you know, doesn't have the history of a Delhi or like the history of a Calcutta, right? So simply by the nature of the type of place we were in kind of dictates some of the experience, right? And so when I think about the time that I spent, like the very first picture I posted of my time there was me in a mall. And if you know anything about me when I travel, I do not like going to malls when I travel. That is the last place on the face of the planet that I want to go. But we ended up going to Ambiance Mall and it's like the largest mall in Asia. So this mall is massive, four floors, incredibly huge. My anxiety level was on 50 billion gajillion. But here's the thing. What was so cool is, yes, there were a lot of Western stores. Uh, I mean, not even Western stores, like, you know, there's Uniqlo. And I mean, so there are a lot of um, international brands, I'll put it that way. But then there were so many stores that had like Indian clothing, which I loved. And so like when I went to South Africa, I thought it was cool that, you know, like the faces were black, but the clothes were very Western. And I'm like not feeling the mall experience there because it was a very Western experience. This, while still a very Western experience, but every other store had saris and, you know, dupatas and like everything. It was just so Indian, right? And so it was cool to be in this commercial space and have so much of India in this very commercial space. Uh, which again has not been my experience other places. Like when you go to the mall, it's a very Western shopping experience. And so I loved it. We did go to um, an outdoor market. We were shopping for some clothes for the wedding. And so the market didn't have the type of things that we needed. And so I didn't get to spend the amount of time I wanted to there. And I, none, I, I feel like we all could have gone back to the market if we weren't looking for wedding clothes. But because we needed to buy wedding clothes, we needed to be in a different type of shopping experience. But that was super cool. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Just the colors and the fabrics and it was just really dope. So, and the one thing that I would say is my greatest takeaway, (laughs) I don't know about greatest, but it feels like the greatest. So before we go, Oppie and Yanel have a Zoom call with all of us to ask questions, kind of just like go through everything, what to expect when you get to the airport, like all that kind of stuff. Really cool combo. And he tells us like, listen, when you get here, because they were already there in India. When you get here, like you have to go to KFC. Yes, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the Colonel. And all of us are like, ha, KFC, yeah, right, sure. He's like, no, listen, KFC in India is the bomb. The It's like KFC, but with Indian seasonings. Like you just have to try it. So yeah, I love, I love chicken. You know, we're all like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Ha, 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 we'll try KFC. Listen, when I tell you that this chicken was so good that in our WhatsApp group, one person is like, yo, I love the KFC so much that I got some to take home with me. I'm on the plane. They, you know, include a picture of their KFC in their bag. Somebody else is like, oh my gosh, me too. And then someone else says, me too. Listen, why did I have a Ziploc of KFC in my bag? So all of us 
after saying, oh yeah, whatever, KFC, loved Indian KFC so much that we all bought chicken to bring home. So travel home, check out the last episode. There were some delays and so my chicken did not make it to the US, but I did enjoy it on one of my flights and KFC, Indian KFC at least, has got it going on. So much so that I'm willing to have US KFC to just see what the difference is, right? I haven't had KFC in the U.S. in, I mean, five years, 10 years, 15 years. I can't tell you the last time I've had KFC. It hasn't been in the last five years because that would have been pandemic. I can't say 10 years because I can't see why I would have gone to KFC before that. So um, I'm willing to try a little KFC here to see, just see if by chance it has any semblance to Indian KFC. I feel like the answer is no. But that is like my my secret takeaway of the trip was being able to taste this incredible seasoned chicken called KFC in India. So listen, that's my trip, right? The wedding itself, which I didn't even get a chance to talk about, right? The wedding was just incredible. The outfits, the food, the love, the laughter, the dancing, all of the things. It was definitely a fun-filled three days of weddingness. I uh, will post photos. I gotta, you know, get permission from Oppie and Yanel. I don't want to share anything that they don't want shared out there. So hopefully, um, I'm gonna send them a couple shots that I took and see if they don't mind if I share those with you. Uh, and if they don't mind, then you'll see them up on IG. If not, just know that the actual wedding itself was beautiful. Lots of love, lots of sharing. It was just a great time. And I'm thankful to have been able to experience it, honor it to have been able to be a guest. Just a, a wonderful time of sharing, of love, of compassion, of joy, of celebration. So that was really, really, really dope. When I go back to India, Yes. I think, however, there are so many places in the world to go. Like I would need to go someplace else, like some another part of the country totally different than the Delhi Gurgaon experience in a different way of life, I would even say. But it was absolute joy, absolute pleasure. I mean, you know, it was cold, but you could pack a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. So that is my India trip. Uh, let me know, like, what what has your travel been like? I'm looking for places to go. I'm not a big touristy travel person, but I like being with local people. So where have you gone? What are your takeaways and your favorite places to be? I'd love to hear about it. Tell me in the comments, reach out, head over to frontseatlife.com and sign up for our updates. And I can keep you in the know for events and updates and podcast episodes and fun things that are happening in the world of Front Seat Life. Um, so again, frontseatlife.com. Like, subscribe, and share over on Facebook and IG. Uh, also on YouTube. We're over there too. Until the next time, be the light. We are coming up on our 100th episode. I cannot wait. Jazz and I are... We're, we're going to go live. So that is incredible. I have no idea what that's going to be like, the two of us together. 
we have some wild conversations off camera. I am looking forward to being able to have a kind of wild conversation on camera, celebrating our 100th episode. Word. So until the next time, I encourage you to be the light. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.